in New York. Paranormal sightings and hauntings. It's, it's where, where screams, screams are made of. I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with this. We're obsessed with you, so get obsessed with us. <laughs> Oh so my god, I, I love that we were both dancing while we were singing. <laughs> and I'm like, in New York! Like, it's you, so bad. You, like, can't, if you can't stand still and sing that song. Like, that's one of those no, songs you that you need to, like, can. literally move your entire body. <laughs> um, okay, you ready to, to go? Let's go, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. Boo! That right there is Scariana. <laughs> And that right there is scare me. <laughs> Jeffrey, scary. I have no that's, idea what You know what? Doing. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. That's Jeff, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And welcome to another spooky episode. We are, like, in the middle of spooky season right now. and But here oh. I'm obsessed every, every season is spooky season. <laughs> It really is. I mean, it's whether we're watching spooky content, whether we're talking about spooky things, or whether we're just spooked out in our apartments. Yes, which is always. Um, <laughs> always. Something spooky's always happening. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, like, real quick, I was telling Ari before we started recording that I just, like, I want everyone to know that... If you haven't seen A24's movie X or Pearl, which is currently in theaters, go see these movies. They are, like, perfect for the holiday season. And Mia Goth, who's, like, the lead actress in these movies, is, like, she deserves every award under the sun. I am literally obsessed with her. And so go see it. <laughs> Ugh, I love that, Jeff, and I'm dying to see it after you told me about it, um, and I just uh, love horror and A24, like, it's going to be great. Yes, I think X is on HBO Max, I think. It's on, like, one of the streaming services, and then Pearl is in theaters now. Okay, so, amazing. Yeah. Right, yeah, when you I see really it, let to... me know ASAP. Oh, I will. I have to kickstart my spooky you know, content yes. moment because yes. I'm still on like some other shows that are actively out like rings of power just finished Sandman. So I'm like, I'm, I'm moving from a fantasy like lore place. And now I need to get into scary. Yes. I'm, I'm so fucking That's excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I do think that is, that is a, a nice transition. It's like an easy transition. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay, well, Ari, do you want to tell everyone what we're talking about this week? I'm so excited! Of course I do. So we have a really fun episode all about haunted New York City. Yes, because New York City, city, why did I just New like York that? City <laughs> is really haunted. It, like, I know it's known for being, like, the Big Apple, the city that never sleeps, but I feel like it should be known as the city that's just really haunted <laughs> yeah i mean i mean look some things things happened in america yes. right to to create america um and a lot of people came over and they did some bad things they so did 
There's some there's some spirits that are rightfully so haunting the grounds, but oh. there's also so many crazy fucking things that have happened in this city. Period. That like it's it's actually not surprising. I think it's just weird. Um, like reading all about this after living here like for so long and like for me and you pretty much our whole lives. I'm like, wow. I didn't actually know that place that I see all the time is haunted. Exactly. Yeah, like, as we were reading these articles, like, uh, we recognized, like, most of these places, including one that was on the street that Ari and I used to live, live on, and we talked about this in previous episodes, but it's on the list of most haunted places in Manhattan slash Brooklyn, so we had to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we, I, I think Jeff and I do a pretty good job of hitting all of the boroughs. Um, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to uh, spread the wealth here. Yes. Um, because, of course, I'm sure there's hundreds and hundreds of haunted places in each borough alone, but we picked some of our favorites, and it would also be really fun for our listeners if they like maybe did a little haunted tour with some of these spots like I think this would be the Jeff and Ari like haunted New York tour yeah oh my gosh imagine we led that we should lead Jeff we should do that. We are Why doing we it. not do this? Why have we not thought of this till this we need to. moment? Oh my gosh. Okay, we're doing it. That would be so fun. But yeah, everyone <gasps> listening. Yeah. Um, before Ari and I do start this tour, you know, this incredible, obsessed tour of <laughs> Manhattan, um, we are going to give you, like, the locations of each of these buildings and, and haunted places just so you can visit them yourself, too. Um so, yeah, it's 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 very exciting. And, yeah, this is not, like, in any particular order of, like, most haunted to least haunted. These are just, as Ari said, some of our favorites that we've been reading about. But we'll probably have more episodes because there are so many other haunted locations to talk about. And we just couldn't get it all done tonight. No, absolutely not. Like, who, what do we have podcast episodes running 17 hours i mean i know we wish right like, we could probably do that but but um but yeah so and and of course part of um like knowing that some of these like more famous areas and buildings are haunted is like the story behind the haunting so we'll we'll dive in a little bit with each area um like who is haunting and like yes. what you could expect to see so um so definitely keep it eye out for both ghosts in in some of these places and also the Jeff and Ari um, haunted (laughs) NYC tour. Okay, details to come. Yes, details to come. We just made it up right now, so it'll take a little bit of time. Um, Okay, Ari, should we kick things off? Yes. All right. So, first on our list is the renowned Empire State Building. That is located at 20 West 34th Street. Um, And legend has it is that there is a ghost of a woman dressed in 1940s attire, sporting bright red lipstick, who reportedly haunts the observation deck on the 86th floor um, of the Empire State Building. The observation deck is 1,400 feet above Midtown Manhattan. So, it's pretty high up. Um, Damn. So this particular um, ghost apparently is none other than Evelyn McHale. Uh, This was a woman who committed suicide at the age of 23 by jumping off the observation deck and landing on a limousine parked at the curb in 1947. 
And oddly enough, because of the calm demeanor of her body resting peacefully atop the crushed car, Mikhail was labeled, quote-unquote, the most beautiful suicide after a photo of the gruesome act appeared in Life magazine at the time. Then, pop artist Andy Warhol used a photo in one of his works titled Suicide. Um, and, yeah, if you, you could literally just Google this. It, like, it looks like it's staged because of how peaceful she looks like resting on top of this uh, limousine. Yeah, yeah. It, I definitely encourage you all to look it up because it's 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 such an eerie sight. It is. Yeah, it's eerie and beautiful at the same time. But yeah, it's. I it's, know. I know. It's it's kind of hard to 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 <laughs> use those two together. Th- those two it, words. True. Yeah. True. But yeah, Jeff, have you ever been to um, Empire State Building? Not the observation deck, but I've been like inside the the lobby. Um, oh yeah, have you so before? I I mean, yeah, I have. I I wouldn't have, right? Because like, why really? Of course, <laughs> you don't do like all the touristy things when you live in the city. But um, I was showing um, my ex, like we went to go do that as a thing, and I was like, actually, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, it like, is I went cool up to, to the observation deck. Yeah, I bet the view up there was beautiful. Like I I do love and appreciate all like the touristy things in New York. I know that we're kind of like jaded. But um, it, it is really a cool thing to do, so I, I, I should check it out. Yeah, it, uh, if you haven't, you should do it. I mean, it's like 30 bucks, 35 bucks, and like you get some cool sights out of it, so why yeah. not? Um, but and yeah, you might that's... see the ghost of, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Evelyn yeah. and McHill. You may, you may. You might, you might, yes. You might. (laughs) Um, Okay, so moving on a little further downtown, we have uh, the um, infamous Washington Square Park, which Mm, I love Never heard of it, just kidding, I love it. Never heard of it. Um, For those of you who have never been, um, or maybe you've just seen photos of it, it is on Fifth Avenue, right below 8th Street. I think it's off of Waverly Place. I believe. Um, Where the wizards live. Exactly, but this is not about wizards. No, it's not. Um, And it has, like, the Arctic, like, triumph uh, statue thing. Yes, um, and, like, the fountain. And, the fountain. Yeah. It's it's such a cool park. Like, yeah. oh, my God. It's, like, one of my favorite, like, places in the city. It's so Remember lively. we went, Ari, I think it was, like, a few Octobers ago, and there was, like, a pianist, like, playing a piano, and we, like, sat there for a oh little bit. Remember how nice that was? Oh, my God. We had such a good, like, 30 minutes in the park. It was, like, it was such a, like picturesque, lovely New York moment. Yes, I know. And, like, the autumn breeze. It was so nice. Yes, yes, you're right. Um, So, anyway, uh, apparently Washington Square Park is haunted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But, yeah, it has, like, a pretty dark history, and that um, dates back to the American Revolution, um, where it was used as a hanging ground. Um, I know. So morbid. Uh, right? So the 350-year-old, quote, on um, quote, <laughs> the 350-year-old hangman's elm still stands in the, like, northwest corner of the park. Stop it. And, 
I yes. know exactly what that tree is. <laughs> Wait, really? I mean, it's like I've like seen. Oldest... It looks like the oldest tree in Manhattan, and yes. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that it's, it's exactly what it is, and yes, it's it's pretty obvious when you're in the park. But yeah, that was that was referred to as Hangman's Elm back in 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 the day, um, and the patch of land where Washington Square Park now sits was later used as like a public burying ground and an estimated 20,000 bodies are reportedly buried there. Holy um, shit. Uh, that, uh-huh. that is like, that's terrifying. Right. So they started off being like, this is a, this is a perfect patch to like hang a bunch of people. And then this is the perfect patch to just bury everyone. Um, and then so, it's the perfect patch to have a beautiful park oh, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and to have so much fun. Um, but yeah, a lot of visitors who go to Washington Square Park um, report like paranormal activities such as ghostly figures wandering around late at night and things like that. Um, so, you know, uh, if you're out and about late enough to possibly see a ghost, I hope you're having fun and maybe you'll see one. <laughs> Yeah, I bet when it's like, because it's, it's always very crowded there, and yeah. but I, I feel like at night when there's like some like fog kind of rolling over like the park, it, it could be very creepy. For sure, yeah. Um, Love it. That is that is very interesting. Um, and I just actually Googled the tree, the hangman's elm, and it wasn't the tree I was thinking of, but it still is terrifying to look at um and so next time i go to the park i'm gonna keep my eye out for it and stay far away all right so the the next um haunted location is the morris jummel mansion and this is near like washington heights i believe on 65 jummel terrace um that's the address and this is actually one of the oldest houses in manhattan um, built by Roger Morris, who was a colonel in the British Army in 1765. It served as a military headquarters for both sides of the Revolution, uh, with George Washington retreating there um, after his disastrous loss at the Battle of Brooklyn in 1776. Then, in 1810, the house was bought by Stephen Jumall and his wife Eliza, and after his suspicious death, she remarried in 1832 to a haunted figure in his own right. <laughs> Allison, oh, Aaron Burr, the former, oh my god, I cannot speak. <laughs> uh, Aaron no, Burr, the former vice president and killer of Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so since at least the 1960s, rumors of the supernatural have persisted when a group of school children allegedly saw the ghost of Eliza Jamal, who told them to quiet down before gliding away. Other sightings including a talking grandfather clock and a soldier who's been known to emerge from the paintings on the wall, like Hogwarts Ooh. style. Um, that is so creepy. I've actually been to this to this house before because, one, it was filmed in Broad City, um, and in that episode, um, Alana and, oh my god, oh, Abby, that's the friend's Abby? name. Yeah, they did, no, Lana. Alana? Oh my god. Alana and Abby. <laughs> Alana and Abby. Well, it's usually Abby and Alana. Abby and Alama. Okay, that's why I was getting confused. I just said Alama. <laughs> you did say Alama. Alama. <laughs> <laughs> but in the episode, I think it was Abby's uh, 30th birthday. They did like the tippity top to the tippity bottom, where you like yes, literally love. walk from the tippity top of Manhattan to the tippity bottom. And we did that for my cousin Christine's wife's Lauren's 30th birthday. <laughs> and we stopped at like all the places that the Broad City 
gals <laughs> stopped at, and this was one of them. And it is, like, so random. You would never imagine that this mansion would be in the middle of Manhattan. I mean, it's not in the middle of Manhattan. It's, like, all the way in the in Washington Heights. But it's so creepy. So if anyone's up in that area, go check it out. I definitely got to check it out. I'm sure I passed by it. I'm sure. It's, like... It's kind of behind, like, a stone wall. You have to, like, get out of your car or, like, whatever to yeah. go into the property. But definitely check it out. <laughs> and, and of course, when you're, like, telling the story, um, all I'm thinking about is Hamilton, the show. Yes. And I'm like, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> look Aaron around, Burr, look around. <laughs> There's a ghost behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so wild, though. I mean, hey, did we not say that America has had some pretty um, interesting uh, upbringing? I know, yeah. Everything's the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. You think you have Still baggage? Still fucking haunting Just, us. I know. <laughs> Damn, these ghosts hold grudges. I know. Um, okay, so now we're going to move a little further up. All the way to the Bronx um, and talk about Fordham University. I'm scared, Ari. I'm scared. I know. (laughs) Okay, so this is like some of my favorite trivia. Um, So, Jeff, you may know this also because, of course, you love horror films (laughs) and you love trivia. But did you know that um, a lot of scenes in The Exorcist were actually filmed at Fordham University? We may have talked about this in our Exorcist episode. I think we did, but to be honest, I think I forgot got about that fact so the fact that you just said that it made it feel like i just i it felt very new to me so maybe i didn't know this maybe you didn't yeah i I really can't remember if we brought it up but anyway um yeah there were a decent amount of scenes that were filmed at the the fordham bronx campus because of course fordham university also has a city campus like Mm -hmm. in manhattan um but uh, uh mainly the scenes where um uh, if anyone remembers the exorcist, um, father Damien, uh, who was the, um, kind of like main priest, the like hottie who like, didn't really want to be involved, but then like saved the day. Yes. Um, and then, you know, like ended his own life to save her. Is that but the, anyway, the stair scene, the staircase. Yeah. He like jumps out the window. He has the, the, um, demon go into his body and then he jumps out the window to mm, like not yes. allow it to yeah mm-hmm. so anyway the one that the one that looks like Sylvester Stallone that priest like the scenes of him in like his like living quarters like his bedroom with you know I don't I don't know what it's called where priests live but anyway those were like actually in like Fordham's freshman residence hall which no is way. called Hugh, Hughes Hall yeah and um, like some of the classroom scenes were in the university's Keating Hall and just basically where they were supposed to be in like Georgetown in the movie was Fordham University. Got it. That's very cool. The magic of of movie making right there. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the Fordham campus is actually stunning. Um, And it's right by the Bronx Zoo and the Bronx Botanic Gardens, like, and Arthur Avenue. You would have, like, such a good day. Um, (laughs) Not me planning a Bronx trip. But anyway, (laughs) another another really uh, fun bit of trivia is that um, one of the other priests in the movie, Father Dyer, um, 
was played by a real life priest, William O'Malley, who actually worked for Fordham Prep until June 2012. And he had this tradition where he would return to the university to like screen the exorcist with all these students and stuff and like talk about his time filming the movie and stuff like that, which is like so sick. Oh my gosh. In a, in a good way. Yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's so many reports of Fordham, um, being haunted. Like there's so much to sift through. So I pulled like just a handful that I thought were like the, the scariest. Um, and, and, um, uh, essentially that campus, the Bronx campus was built on the grounds of old Rose Hill Manor, um, and a former hospital torn down in the 1830s mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm, as you would expect, <laughs> a lot of paranormal activity has like frequently been reported. Um, and two specific places, uh, that spooked me out, um, were, um, this, uh, one area called Finley Hall, which was formerly their medical school. Um, students would apparently um, <laughs> hear screaming um, and and feel as though their throats were being clutched by hands that they Hell could not see. No, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was one, and I was like, oh, oh, fuck no. Um, and then another was the Hughes Hall, where I mentioned earlier, it was in The Exorcist. Um, it was a, a dorm. Um, Hughes Hall uh, had these like locked doors that would swing open, and the apparition, the 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 ghost of a boy, would suddenly appear in students' rooms in the middle of the night. That is freaking terrifying. And also, I think like the movie The Exorcist. I heard that that whole production was like cursed. So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if like the Exorcist production like brought evil entities to Fordham's campus. Like, that could probably be, like, a gateway to, like, you know, the underworld. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure it, like, worked both ways, Jeff, where they, like, just so happened to actually be on, like, haunted grounds, which, like, emphasized the shit in the movie. But then it also brought out even more, like the movie did. Yes. So, scary stuff. Um, yeah, that is terrifying. Um, but yep. I'm literally obsessed. <laughs> okay, so the next area of the city that we're going to talk about is the Dakota. This is like in a, in a, a it's a, it's honestly beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It is in the upper upper west side. It's an apartment building. Um, it was speaking of horror movies. Um, it's renowned because of it was featured in Roman Polanski's 1968 horror classic Rosemary's Baby. And it was the site of John Lennon's assassination. Um, But in addition to those two moments, um, the building has had a long history of supernatural encounters. Um, Over the years, workers and residents have reported seeing a little girl, oh, friendly little girl. (laughs) Uh, That's an important adjective there. Um, Dressed in turn-of-the-century clothing. Um, an adult with the face of a small boy, uh, terrifying, and even the ghost of John Lennon himself. Um, And funnily enough, uh, yesterday, actually, Sam, my boyfriend, and I were um, biking up, uh, what is that, Central Park Avenue, um, and we passed this. We stopped at the stoplight right in front of the Dakota, and I was like, that building? I'm like, 
getting weird vibes from it. And like Sam was like, that's where like John Lennon was killed. Uh, and you could just like, when you stare at it, it just, or when you look at it or just like in the vicinity, you can kind of feel a very like haunting, like energy or presence there. Mm. Um, and it was also cloudy, so that helped. <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. But I mean, yes. it looks it looks haunted. It looks like it used to have gargoyles yes. like around the edge, the entire uh, uh, perimeter yes, of yep. this building. And it, it's kind of like a. It looks like a like a dirty like beige color. Yeah, but I think that's just like you know because it's so it's so old and just like the facade gets discolored because it's just exposed to the elements and like weather and everything. But um, yeah, it just has a very creepy old like 19th century vibe to it. It's located at one West 72nd Street. If anyone's interested, I might have to go see that. I don't, I don't spend much time on the Upper West Side. Not gonna lie, it's pretty far from Brooklyn, but <laughs> it is pretty next far time from Brooklyn. I go, it's, it's pretty far. But next time I go, get myself my favorite Levain cookies. I will go check this place out. Yes, go see a girl. A, go, a girl, a ghost. Go see a girl. A ghost girl. <laughs> I think we're like, go see a girl. Go, go see a um, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to go back downtown to, like, kind of in between Greenwich and West Village. Also, um, this to... is not how our tour would be, like... No, formatted. Correct. We would not take you all over the place. We would, you know, no. we would be very strategic about where we're taking you. <laughs> and there would be a lot of like yummy food breaks and yes. some other little fun things to to balance all Absolutely. of the like horror we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but for the sake of this uh, virtual. Tour, audio tour. tour. <laughs> we are we're going back downtown, um, and, <laughs> and we're going to the House of Death, which is located at 14 West 10th Street. Um, uh, and I actually saw this on a Greenwich Village walking tour that I did, which was so fun. Oh, I would but, love to do that. Yeah, this place is like pretty iconic. So it's this like really pretty um, townhouse on this quiet street and it's been called the most haunted building in New York with as many as 22 ghosts calling it home. Whoa, um, that is crowded. That's, that's, <laughs> it's fucking crowded. It doesn't even look that big to be honest. I'm sure it is inside, but um, but yeah, that's where it got its name, the House of Death, because of all those freaking ghosts. Um, and Mark Twain lived here from, well, I mean, just 1900 to 1901. So he was Whoa. only here for, he had a, he had a year lease. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, claimed that he himself had experienced, uh, supernatural incidents in that one year that he lived there. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And throughout the 20th century, uh, the house of death, um, was the site of like several gruesome incidents, including a murder suicide and the beating death of six year old Lisa Steinberg um, at the at the hands of her adopted father, which is just horrible. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and he was he was a prominent attorney named Joel Steinberg. That happened in the the late eighties. Wow. So yeah, um, that's like recent. Ho- yeah. Um, Ish. And <laughs> I keep it, forgetting what year um, it is. <laughs> I mean, compared to the American Revolution, yeah, right. it's pretty recent. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ghost of Mark Twain himself has been seen climbing the staircase 
also in his white suit. Um, oh so, you know, there are a, a ton of other ghosts you can potentially meet if you go visit this place, but maybe you'll see Mark Twain. Yeah, bring um, your autograph book. Maybe cool. Yeah, <laughs> kind of cool. But that is uh, yeah, cool. House, of, House of Death. Um, okay, so we're going even further downtown um, before we go back uptown eventually. <laughs> so this is the location of the Manhattan Murder Well. Um, this is located at 129 Spring Street, which is in like Soho area. Um, I, I actually used to work right by this place. So the story goes, in the winter of 1800, the body of a young woman named Elma Sands was found at the bottom of the Manhattan Well at what is now 129 Spring, Spring Street. Um, so, uh, so pretty much like Elma was, um, she went missing and a boy who was drawing water from the Manhattan well found the muff that she was wearing, but it wasn't until a week after that, that a man named Eli- Elias and some others, uh, started like poking around the well and they found, uh, Elma's body. So people were like literally drinking the water from this well for like <gasps> weeks and then they like they finally discovered her body um and this actually went to trial and it was one of like the biggest scandals of the 19th century um because uh levy weeks who is uh the brother of the influential builder ezra weeks he was accused of her murder after he reportedly impregnated her and then promised to marry her they were like planning on eloping um so levy retained the city's top attorneys including alexander hamilton he's back and was Uh acquitted despite growing public outrage and um uh, fun fact that the Manhattan Well murder trial of 1800 was the first murder trial in the United States for which there is a recorded transcript. So you can actually find this transcript online. I haven't Whoa. read it, but it does exist. Um, in 1817, the Manhattan Well was filled in and built over, but it was rediscovered in 1980. There was like a big search to like find the well because like no one knew the location after it was like covered and like you know, Lower Manhattan was, like, developed and industrialized. But then, yeah, in 1980s, it was discovered, and it became a notorious destination for paranormal enthusiasts, claiming that the ghost of Elma Sands still haunts the area. And some people report hearing her screams, um, pleading for help. And it, I don't know how to pronounce this, Ari, but it actually sits in what is now H&M sister brand COS or COS. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too expensive for me to shop there. <laughs> but Coast? Coast, maybe? So it's H&M's older, more uh, affluent, more older sister. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's she's in the bottom like, of a She's store. like the Olga to the, the Helga. The Helga. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Poor Helga. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you could, if you Google the Manhattan murder well, or just Manhattan well, um, it'll come up and it's like, I, at one point they had mannequins like advertising the clothing stores clothes, like in front of it. Um, and then I also read that the basement was closed so you can't see the well. So yeah, if anyone has ever been there, let us know. Cause that's fucking creepy. No, I'm at, oh my God, drinking that water. I, I, I can't. I literally can't. And you know what is just honestly, I think, kind of spooky. Like, it, it's really interesting, but 
also spooky is like looking at like old pictures of what this like very crowded uh, bustling city once looked like. It just, it just is so eerie to it me. It is. A, a, a part of me, like when I see certain pictures, I'm like, wow, it like, what a time to be alive. Like people were like living like be- before, you know, the, the Great Depression and everything. Like it just seems like a very like idealistic time. And, but yeah, like the roaring 20s. But there was like so much happening behind the scenes in Manhattan history that is like, so disturbing and just like so much death and murder Mm -hmm. and like it's like it's such a dark dark history absolutely but i mean then think about uh the rest of the world that has been around for a lot longer than america especially europe and their dark fucking past right Uh, i mean anywhere you go (laughs) anywhere you go yeah but um wild uh just the thought of there being like a well at some point in manhattan of course i'm sure there are millions of them but yeah. still i think they call so it like weird. spring street because there was like a natural spring oh. or something near there i'm pretty sure oh that that actually makes so much sense right but i could be wrong i don't know who knows <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to go back to the Bronx now to a very famous park called Van Cortland Park. It's on the west side uh, in Riverdale. Yeah, I love it. It's stunning. If you have not been, I highly encourage you go. Um, it really uh, is so pretty. It's like such a, a, a nice day. I used to run uh, cross country there in high school. That's where we would have our oh, meets. Oh, shit. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Van Cortland Park is haunted, <laughs> like most places. Um, um, and surprise, surprise, something bad happened at the height of the American Revolutionary oh, War. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in August 1774, when things were like real bad, um, over like 50 Native Americans were slaughtered, like in an ambush. God. That, uh, I know what has come to be known as the Stockbridge Massacre, and the bodies were buried in the northwest corner of the park. And many believe that the like relentless, supposed relentless paranormal activity taking place on these grounds is a result of the massacre. Um, and if you've ever been to Van Cortland Park, there's the Van Cortland like house. It's called the Van Cortland House proper. It's like, you know, the main uh, old-looking house when you go to the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's also said to be like an active hotbed of ghost activity where dolls in the children's room move or frequently are like found in other parts of the room, but no one's touched them. You know, the classic uh, haunted doll situation. Um, and like whispering voices and apparently like all of these, um, melodic chants are heard and speaking, speaking in languages that no one really knows what it like is. Like Native, you can't Native make it American, out. probably. Pat- I'm vernacular. sure, I'm, I'm sure that or, or, um, uh, Latin. If oh, you yeah. wanna, if you wanna say that there are like demons there. Yeah, because um, why do demons only speak Latin? Like, 
because they're so fucking old. <laughs> but they've been around for so long. Like they ha- they have to know at least a second language. You know. I know. Anything. I don't know. Maybe they just maybe they just like know that 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 works. You know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. That's true. Like they know that like, Latin. Like if you speak fluent Latin, like you, it's synonymous with being like possessed by a demon, and they want you to know that. Right. They want everyone to be freaked the fuck out. Like, their goal is to scare and torture and take over. Um, So they love that. But also, yeah, I mean, you've been around for how fucking long? Like, you're probably bored to learn a new language. Right. (laughs) No, not me, like, imposing English onto these demons that, like, could easily snap my body in half. I know, but Um, they could easily do that, but they can't learn a second language. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Van Cortlandt Park is is supposedly pretty damn haunted. Also, I had no idea that people live in the Van Cortlandt house. I thought that was more of, like, a... I don't know, just like a now like a like a state owned property, but I guess yeah. I don't but know. back in the day, people used to live there. That's true. Yeah, it was an actual right. Like it was like a manor. Right. Yeah. Because they still have like so. I think there's like a horse farm still over there. Like that's probably yep. Still. Yeah, really. There's all there's all kind of like little like offshoots to Van Cortland Park. It's huge. Yeah. It um. Is. Yeah, but anyway. Pretty haunted. That is pretty haunted. Okay, so now we're going from the Bronx back up, all the way downtown. <laughs> all the way back downtown to, like, Greenwich Village. <laughs> okay, so this next haunted spooky spot is Fire Station Number 2, located at 84 West 3rd Street. So, the Greenwich Village certainly has its fair share of haunted places, but only one was both haunted and beautiful enough to catch the eye of television personality and reporter Anderson Cooper. So, Mm. in 2011, he purchased this firehouse, which is now like a a residential building um, converted, for a cool sum of $4.3 million. Um... So not cheap. No, <laughs> I bet it. I bet it came with the fire trucks too for that for that amount. <laughs> uh, just kidding. And the poles. So, and the pole. Oh yeah, definitely the poles. Definitely. Uh, so um, the building, once a fire station, is now a private residence. Um, but before that, a woman named Matilda Herman, known as the French Madame, operated a brothel from it. Uh, the French Madames. Uh, oh. <laughs> The French, the, French, <laughs> the, the French madames became famous for entertaining the city's most prominent men, including lawyers, emergency workers, soldiers, and police officials. Um, the building is currently, apparently, haunted by the ghost of firefighter Schwartz, who hanged himself from the rafters after learning of his wife's infidelity in 1930. So years after fire number fire station number two opened, firemen started to see him drifting through the station wearing full 1930s fireman's gear. Sometimes he was spotted dressed more casually. <laughs> Why am I laughing? He would, he would be wearing pants, a red double-breasted shirt. Period. Um, patrolmen. <laughs> Patrolmen would also often hear his footsteps echo around the firehouse. Schwartz was also known for knocking on the firehouse's walls, windowsills, and railings. And a psychic actually visited 
visited the spot and confirmed that it was Schwartz that was haunting the place. Uh, two things. I love that this ghost, like, changes outfits, like, between hauntings. Yeah, I'm <laughs> obsessed. I wonder, like, if they, like, if the outfits signify the type of, like, haunting... Right. Yeah. Like in one moment he's in like a fireman's uniform and then he's in like more casual. Like right. I'm just thinking of like any ghost from any movie. They're always wearing the same thing. But like imagine if they change clothes. Like that's a game changer right there. That is a game changer. I kind of like that. And I'm imagining like he's really hot. I, I think so too. I think he, he was in be. his... He was in his 40s, I was reading. Mm, so, yeah, but like correct. back but back then 40 could be like I feel like 40-year-olds looked a lot older back then. Yeah, 40 was you probably know? like 70, 80. Yeah. So he might look kind of creepy. Potentially, um, but he's still yeah. a fireman. He is still a fireman. He had to pass some kind of physical fitness test, I'm sure. So he's like super fit. Yeah. Um he has like a pretty robust wardrobe with his like ghost clothes and stuff <laughs> i you know what live your life like who yes who said that fashion has to die with you no fashion is forever sweetie mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh god i can't oh my god dead okay obsessed um, <laughs> I want to go see Firefighter Schwartz. Me too. (laughs) Yummy. Um, Okay, so now, now we're going to Brooklyn. Yeah. Specifically to uh, the neighborhood that Jeff and I lived in for a long time. And I just moved out of. So, literally down the block from our old apartment, um, on one, well, I'm gonna say it. People, we don't live there anymore. It's fine. No, you can say it. You can I say, can say it. it. The address <laughs> of the haunted house is 136 Clinton Avenue in Brooklyn, um, in the uh, Clinton Hill area, and it's called the Leffords Laidlaw House. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some there's some sinister, spooky things going on there. And Jeff and I actually we have a photo that we took in front of it. Of course, I used to park in front of it all the time. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I I remember I remember just like thinking it looked a little out of place. It definitely did. right. Like um, it had to have like some kind of historical significance to still be like yes, standing. Yes, and like not necessarily like totally creeped out vibes but like you stop and you look it's just one it's one of those homes um so i wouldn't have known off the bat but it made a lot of sense when we found out that this was a haunted house um uh so yeah uh here's the story though so one december evening in 1878 uh, resident Edward Smith reported hearing a knock at his door, but when he went to answer, there was no one to be found. Ooh. <laughs> End of story. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, as spooky stories go, of course the knocking persisted um, while the back doors and the windows were violently rattled and banged. Um, this like unseen, unknown tormentor continued harassing the resident until he called the police. Uh, so the cops came, they like staked out the area. Um, 
someone or <laughs> something hurled <laughs> hurled a brick through the dining room window, despite the fact that like multiple officers were standing literally right outside. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like thinking about this story and how like it very easily could have been like a human, literally anyone but them, a ghost. I know, right? And the cops just like <laughs> this- didn't see. Um, <laughs> But but apparently the New York Times like later reported on the incidents and 136 Clinton Avenue became something of like a hotspot for curious ghost hunters um, who held like seances on the sidewalk. <laughs> Not while Jeff and I lived there because that would have been like pretty sick to see. Um, that would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah, but this like prompted the resident Smith to like boldly proclaim. <laughs> this is a quote from Smith. <laughs> They won't get in here. We consider ourselves perfectly able to take care of any ghost that comes along. So, okay, okay, <laughs> like hot shot. All right, Mr. Tough Guy. So, it's a ghost, a, a human being who just fucking wanted to vandalize the home and maybe they hated Smith. TBD. But apparently, there's there's some activity going on. It's this this one always cracks me up. I think we talked about it like briefly in another episode, but mm-hmm. like this this house always appears on like the top haunted places right. like, in Manhattan. And like the worst thing that happened was yes, obviously you don't want like destruction, like a brick flying through your window, but like that is not the act of like a paranormal entity, you know? Right. Especially if it's like coming from outside side. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, someone threw a brick from the street into the window. <laughs> like, right. why is the house haunted? And then, like, someone knocked on the door and then ran away, and they immediately thought it was a ghost, but, like, they didn't even consider that it was maybe a person, like, playing a prank. Right, like, ding-dong ditch. Exactly. Someone was doing that, and and they're like... Literally. They're like, you... Ghosts will not get in here. We're ready to take on anything that comes our way. Of course, because I'm sure Resident Smith had an old English accent. Yeah. Um, anyway. You may we, have. We just have to share that one, though, because we lived right near it. So and that's it's like, like a fun little haunted. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a really cool, like, yeah, uh, piece of history that we lived right next to. Yes. Um. Okay, the last place that we're going to talk about is the Hotel Chelsea, which is a hotel in Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. So this actually was two blocks away from my last apartment. Um, It was closed for the last 11 years and literally just opened this summer. Um, Like, it was covered in scaffolding. I didn't really know that it existed until they took the scaffolding off. And I was like, what is this, like, beautiful red brick building built with a mixture of Victorian Gothic and Queen Anne style? Oh, my God, those wrought iron balconies and a grand staircase. (laughs) Jeff, I forgot how how much you're into, like, architecture and history. (laughs) I really did. (laughs) I I know. But literally, I... So this this sits at um, 222 West 23rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. You cannot miss it. If you were on 23rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue, specifically at 222 West 23rd Street... You won't miss it. (laughs) You won't miss it because that's the address of this gigantic hotel. Because you're standing in the lobby (laughs) of the hotel. (laughs) You checked in. You're in one of the hotel rooms. (laughs) Uh, But you just just can't... 
help but stop and stare at this beautiful building. But there is this, like, air of, like, creepiness, too. Because it kind of just, like, exudes paranormal like hauntings mm-hmm. it's giving um, paranormal it's it's yes it's serving mm-hmm. you know ghosts <laughs> <laughs> um so um so okay so some history many people refer to hotel chelsea as the cauldron of creativity which i'm literally obsessed with um countless celebrities enjoyed the vibrant bohemian vibe of this hotel and its heyday Celebrities such as Patti Smith, Andy Warhol, who we mentioned before, Jimi Hendrix, Stanley Kubrick, and uh, and other people too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But the colorful history of the hotel had its share of dark undertones. Several stars have spent the last moments of their life in this hotel, including Sid Vicious's girlfriend, Nancy Spungen. I don't know who they are. Yeah. but, um, But Vanity Fair... Um, there was an article in Vanity Fair that said there used to be murder, a suicide, and a fire every single year since the hotel opened. And oh. I think maybe it was like in, you know, in need of a renovation, which is what it's been undergoing for the last 11 years. Um, Wait, okay. Jeff. Yes. American Horror Story Hotel was not based off of this, right? It was based I, off of one in like L.A.? I think it was the uh, the Cecil Hotel in L.A. in oh, Skid yes. Row. I you're right. think. I think. No, you're yes. right. That it, that that was it. Yeah, um, such a good season. Uh, also, the Cecil Hotel is terrifying. Um, we'll talk about that in another episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Ari and I are gonna tell you all about these two uh, pretty well known ghosts that are known to haunt the Chelsea Hotel. So first, I'm going to kick things off with the ghost of Mary. Um, So Mary was a survivor of the Titanic. She is well known for haunting the fifth floor of the hotel. And the story goes like this. Mary had lost her husband when the Titanic sank, but she survived. It was after this that Mary, Mary was very depressed and distraught. It is said that she never could adjust quite right to the life around her after the sinking of the Titanic. So Mary hanged herself in her room that was on the fifth floor. So you could actually find Mary at the western end of the building. She is often seen under the archway that you see in the hallway. This is where that original entryway is located. It is also said that Mary is always checking herself in the mirror. Mary is known as the vain ghost. It is important that you do not disturb her. She does not like the living and considers them annoying. So don't bother Mary. (laughs) Don't bother Mary. (laughs) She won't have it. She will not. I, I get it. Oh, Mary, though. Poor thing. Well, I know. We have that's another... cool. Like, survivor of the Titanic. No, I, of, oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Um, that is very cool, though. But to only end that way after surviving the Titanic. Yeah. That's but, hey, the hotel, rough. who knows what happens to you when, you when you enter, you know? I know. I know. That's very true. So we have another ghost. The last ghost that we're going to talk about in Chelsea Hotel. Um, her name is Nadia. Was. Is. Sorry, she's a ghost. Yeah, she's, she's a ghost. She she's, still exists. Yeah, she's there. <laughs> she's there currently. Um, Nadia is considered the severed hand ghost. Um, and it was actually 10 years after Mary had uh, hanged herself. 
um, hung, hanged, um, hanged herself, <laughs> that the, the Times have reported about a young woman flinging herself out of the window. Um, and that woman was like in her 20s and she had, she died on the sidewalk of 23rd Street. Um, but so before she, I don't know why I'm laughing that she like literally Wait, threw herself out the window. No. I'm laughing because I, I, like, this was pulled from an article, but I'm already seeing so many typos. Winter? The winter. Yeah, that's my favorite thing ever. There I saw so, that and I was so like, many... the, the what? I know, I know. That's why I'm, I'm not laughing at her death. I'm laughing at the typos in this article. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt. That's okay. So... Before Nadia had jumped out of the window, she grabbed a pair of industrial scissors. I don't love where this is going. Um, These scissors were used to cut, like, thick cloths in bolts. What the fuck does that mean? I have no No idea. If anyone knows, let us know. Um, Also, window was spelled in here as winder. Yeah, the winder. (laughs) The winder. Before she threw threw herself out the winder. Um... (laughs) So she had this, like, these industrial scissors, um, and she had placed her hand in the middle of the scissors and closed them. Fuck. So, of course, the scissors had managed to cut off her right hand, Mm. um, and Nadia did not expect the pain to be this intense. Uh, So when she realized that, she decided to take her life by jumping out of the window. Um, I don't really know uh, what... Nadia was intending to do or how how bad she thought the pain would be. She still knew that she was putting her hand in scissors to and inflict that it would some probably pain. hurt. Yeah. Right. Um but anyway, Nadia had cut off her hand for a few reasons apparently. Um she was an artist and wanted to pursue her plans, but when she was still a teenager, this vision was gone because she had met this handsome man. And as we know, handsome men usually ruin everything. Yes. Um <laughs> this this man and and her like ran away to go get married. And within a few years, she had two children and an alcoholic husband. Um, she had nowhere to go, so she like returned to the hotel to plead with her wealthy father. He let the family return to the hotel, um, but she was responsible for all of the cleaning and the housework. Uh, she was also supposed to be in charge of piecework. Don't know what the fuck that means. Um, <laughs> she's doing the cleaning and the housework. Um, oh my god, yeah, what is piecework? <laughs> so... Lastly, though, Nadia had to wash the under things of her mother. I'm assuming under things are like her, it, her, um, what not unmentionables, her, yeah, like her, whatever they're called, her private stuff. Area. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because her hands who, who were, wrote this article, I literally I'm don't know. I'm gonna continue going though. Um, <laughs> So because her hands were not used for her art, right? That's what that's what she wanted to pursue. She felt like they were becoming ruined. So she decided to cut off the right her right hand after this. Um, and it's said that you can still see the ghost of Nadia trying to get inside the hotel. And people say that she can't find her way back. So she's like that- actually like like around the perimeter of the hotel, I think, like, like trying outside. to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like her story is devastating, though. That's like that's that's awful. I know. It's like 
um, it reminds me of Oedipus, right? Who like yes. took out his eyes after he was like revealed the truth of what he had done. Yeah, his self fulfilling prophecy. Oh. So is like, if I can't use my hands to make art, forget it. But um, if you do stay in that hotel, maybe like avoid the first floor if she's walking the, around the outside. Fifth floor, yeah. Don't go. Yeah, just go. Yeah, don't do the fifth floor. Don't go outside. <laughs> just, I don't yeah. even know what you should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But fun <laughs> stuff this episode. I was actually. I know it's so this hotel specifically. I was walking past it like before I moved to Jersey City, and the there was like a door. Like I don't think people could book rooms yet. I know that there was a, a restaurant on the bottom floor that just opened, but I don't think they could. You could actually you could actually reserve a room, but. All the um, hotel rooms have, like, balconies with, like, a beautiful, like, wrought iron, like, fence thing. And I stopped in my tracks because I saw this one door opening and then, like, it, like, closed. Like, in the middle of the hotel. And I saw right into the hotel room. Like, there wasn't a person or anyone opening it. Wow. It was was probably the wind. But it was, like, it was so creepy. And I took out my phone immediately and tried to film it. And then as soon as I tried to film it, it, like, stopped moving. Of course. um, Of course, right? Um, I have the video, though, of just the hotel with nothing happening. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) Um, We'll post it. I'm sure you guys will thoroughly enjoy it. We'll post it. (laughs) I know. But yeah, it was creepy. Ooh. But I do, I do want to check it out. I want to like, I want to go inside at least the lobby. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ugh, well, this was like a lot of fun. Like we said this at the, the top of this episode, there's obviously so many more tales of of haunted um, uh, parts of New York City. Um, but I think we, I think we did a good job highlighting some of the more like interesting ones and ones that you yes. can like, you should literally go to. Um, pretty accessible. So very excited to kick off things soon with the Ari and Jeff walking, but also probably driving tour of. of oh my god! Tour of wa- New York City. We <laughs> want. I know it would be days. Our feet would be bleeding. <laughs> it would be days. You do have to. You do have to need. You need a car or a bus to get over the yes. bridges. You know these are legit. The logistics sound a little bit. We'll figure it out. We're going to rent a little bus and we're going to take you all. And we're going to have microphones. Oh, I love that. Isn't that fun? We're doing it. That would be so fun. Okay, perfect. We're doing it. TBD and details. Yes. (laughs) TBD. TBD. Um, Okay, well, this was really fun. And um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week with another spooky episode. Yay! Yay! Oh my god. <laughs> Sprout just like ran to the other room. <laughs> you sound like a boiling kettle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ari and I have to go drink some tea. So yep. uh, That was ready. actually the kettle. That was um, the kettle. <laughs> tea time. But we love you all. Yes, and stay spooky. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>